0: good evening one and all and welcome to another horrific review yeah i'm on my own again it's been a while since i've done this gotta get used to doing these again especially when the schedules about to change in the next couple of weeks but here we are um happy monday days and all that good stuff i see the chat's filling up already uh oliver Shay, everyone else fantastic great to see you. um here we go i've seen this floating about a place and i thought i may as well uh give it a crack so uh, destroy all neighbors. Um I've actually cancelled my shutter subscription. So I'm on the last month before it runs out. Um because it, it's been absolutely atrocious lately. And I was just getting sick of it. And I'm tired of you know paying for stuff and not seeing the, uh, you know just sitting there and not getting used. But uh this could be the upturn and come back to good form again. So basically with this, uh, it's a horror comedy <laughs> and it's absolutely mental i mean it's non-stop just craziness we we'll start off and we we'll meet william and emily william works in a recording studio but he's a, a prog rock artist I remember reading ages ago and um i mean years decades ago i think it was a guitar magazine or something that the worst type of guitar tech or somebody working behind the scenes is a frustrated artist because they're not uh they're not giving their full the job, and actually, this guy William just exemplifies that. He's in a sort of technical role where he's just there to support artists, and he's frustrated himself, but he's not pulling his finger out and getting things done. But anyway, he's uh, he's sort of um, a mousy type character who's you know avoids conflict at all places. You know, they're r- setting up a type of character, and we've kind of seen this type of movie before, so it's nothing, it's nothing new or groundbreaking, but. Once again, just goes to show, you don't have to be like super duper original. You just have to take a story and you just have to package it right and make the characters interesting and make a setting interesting and unique. And you've got a brilliant story. This was a lot of fun. I have to say, just really enjoyed myself watching it. Uh, it's weird because you see me ripping movies apart and then I'll watch stuff like this and I'm just absolutely, you know, just having a great time. And I think that's what it is. When a movie's not pretentious, when a movie's just like, right, I wanna I want you to switch your brain off for an hour and a half. And I just want you to have fun. And we're not gonna preach to you. We're not gonna do you any, you know I mean? We're not gonna try and give you moral messaging. We're not gonna try and be artsy fartsy. What we're doing is we're here for a good time and hope you enjoy what we do. And that's the message of this movie. Just basically come on along for a ride, Just have a laugh and go. And that, and that's what you get from start to finish. So, yeah, we're getting the setup, and the apartment block is as much of a character in this as uh, the main... uh, I don't know if protagonist is the right word when we get into this, but (laughs) William's the main sort of character. And we'll sort of get a snapshot into his life. And uh, we've got Eleanor, the... What do you call it? The supervisor? It's weird, because I think that's an American thing, where the building manager slash supervisor actually lives in the block as well we don't really have that over here so it's uh i think that's an american thing but she's a supervisor we've got Stuart, who's also pig man who has pet pigs emotional support pigs we have uh god who do you call him Caleb, who's busy daddy's little prince who's out, finding himself, sort of thing, living in this, you know, crummy apartment, cheap. It's basically cheap accommodation in a big city, which means it's pretty run down. Everything's on a shoestring budget, you know, and even then, you're probably paying over the odds for it. But that's uh, just the horribleness of uh, big city life. So that's basically what we've got. We've got Emily, who's the long suffering girlfriend. She's like the professional one out of the two and she works from home and we'll just sort of get a wee bit of a snapshot into her lives and the interactions between William and William's always the type you know he'll do favors and he gets roped in and stuff and uh, he's always getting distracted and then he goes into work and he's you know he's unfulfilled there his boss is a bit of a strange one didn't get much of a in the character uh the boss's character but had this uh, artist come in, Swig or something? He's called, he's some long name. You know, gotta say it all. It's like, yeah, absolutely pretentious asshole. And this is sort of grinding and down. So we're seeing this whole process of getting grind down. And then, if you've seen the trailers for this, then it enters Vlad. Now, here's the thing: I didn't realize Alex Winter of Bill and Ted fame <laughs> plays Vlad, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't see it. A completely different character. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. He absolutely nails this character. I read this whole show is Vlad. Because he, he just steals the show. What's amazing about this as well is the practical effects. So we've actually got uh, Vlad, his character's in a skin suit, you know, fat suit. He's wearing like the whole latex prosthetics and the prosthetic hands and it just looks amazing. The the level of detail, and this is like a an indie low budget movie, right? And the level of detail they put in the Vlad and the suit and everything else. Um Hollywood, look in shame at this movie. That's what I'll say. Look in shame because the amount of work, I don't know how much the budget was. It doesn't tell you because it's uh, you know, really straight to Stephen to keep uh, keep the budgets quiet. But this is not in a big budget movie. And oh my god. The actual. The characterization, The locations used. The practical effects. The, the costumes. Even the fact they used multiple locations. Brilliant. You know. <laughs> See if i the movie. T- yeah. I want to destroy all the Some, some- Fucker, um left my amazon package somewhere else and i'll try and hunt it this afternoon i don't know why it's just been setting somebody's front door and they're probably gonna pop it in tomorrow or somebody's nicked it freaking uh, raging but he's steve's new book as well i'm gonna um i was gonna get torn into that tonight uh it was arriving today got a message saying that it's, uh, it's been delivered i'm looking out the door i'm looking at my parcel box i'm looking everywhere no sign of it um yeah, so I feel like destroying all neighbors at the moment, but I I don't, it's not the neighbors' fault. It's the freaking Amazon delivery person because they the hired Muppets over here, the freaking hired drongos. But anyway, I'm getting distracted. You've got this, uh, like, whole setup, and, and you just know it's going to go crazy. I, I'm just, you're just waiting for it to happen. The bit that gets me, there's one particular scene at the very start. And Vlad's just moving in and he's like humping down the corridor with his sofa. William arrives at his front door and anyone with, you know, even a bit of vines would be like, do you need a you No, know, he just stares at him as he's like, ur, ur, you know, and then trying to fit it in through the door. And then the minute Vlad turns around, he, he scuttles into his house and you're like, what the hell is that? So, <laughs> that moment I lost all sympathy for his character because he's got Eleanor who's asking him to do wee odd jobs and uh, keeping him there for work and stuff and the, the whole thing, the electrics, wired up you know right? it's, we'll call electrician sort of like, freaking jury wires and screwdrivers and all sorts uh, to get the power back on um, you're just waiting for the disasters to, to happen oh uh, god so this goes on but the bit that really breaks him is he goes into work and this artist you know and it's popular well known. he's supposed to be well known he's not famous he's well known because he's done something um when he made a comment about it he did this one thing that kind of got him in the circle which is let them make an album and this guy's running about as if he's you know jack the whack and They've done it really well. About you know, he's there with his guitar, you know, singer songwriter type person, and it, it just sounds awful. And we uh, we'll kind of see the, the sort of games being played, and then we we'll see, is it like no, it's not. Um, sorry, it's Caleb Caleb Bang Johnson. Um, yeah, that's his full name, Alex the prep boy who's financing his own movie because daddy's helped him sort of thing. Uh, and he's only there to find himself, that, that sort of weird shit. Uh, yeah, but at this moment, he's just getting treated like absolute dog shit. And then he gets his demo and he brings the laptop and he's sharing it to his boss. Go, look, I've got this part now. Nearly, nearly finished the album and apparently he's been working on this thing for three years. And the boss is like liking it, but this guy comes in and goes like, oh, that's a pile of shit, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm known, you're unknown. And think that's about to snap them, but we'll get this, but he goes back and Vlad is in, and he hears the grunting and the music and stuff. <laughs> and William just does that. <laughs> like, knocks once, tiny knock, but it all gets blown out of proportion. And there's I said the 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 film isn't trying to message but there is a bit of a subtle subtext here about people react or overreact when they choose to and that is so evident here he just does that one you know he finally gets the courage you know to do something about it hits the door hits the wall once and then vlad comes around and gobs in the door, you know, the, the spy hole thing and William's a quivering wreck because <laughs> uh, he's just he took that one step and it wasn't enough. Okay, Richie. Yes, I did. Love, I loved it. It was so much fun. Um I was just saying at the start of the stream like this movie's not trying to do anything except show you a good time and I love that. You just, that's what you want for movies, especially if it's comedy. Just Right. Let's let's have a laugh. Let's let's see what we can do, and uh, we'll do uh, gross stuff and play about. And yeah, but that that bit we see it. He goes, he quivers behind the door, and then he goes off to work. When he comes back, Vlad is in his apartment with uh, Emily, and yeah, it turns out that. Vlad and Alan, Emily ended up talking, and Vlad's busy upset because <laughs> William knocked the wall. Well, I mean, the tennis was so overdone, but it's making a point. And he's acting as if he's the perturbed party, but he brought Cam Malty round, you know, to make peace. <laughs> and next thing, the police. Who called the police? Was it William? I don't know. The police get called, and they get involved, and then. He's saying how there's a murderer in his house and blah blah blah, this and that. And he brings the next thing you know, lad's making the tea, you know, he's got a pot of tea, and he's making it for the police. And he goes, Yeah, I just wanted to make peace after he knocked the wall. And they're like, Oh, you left that bit out, you didn't mention that bit, and then it's all William's a bad guy. And yeah, you just know where it's going. It's just it's just cranking the ratchet up <laughs> to the same. And it's not a spoiler, by the way, because that's the whole premise of the movie, of what's going to happen. It's just cranking up, cranking up. It's the old gag, you know where somebody's got the wooden plank on their head, and then they're turning around, and somebody ducks, and then they turn around again, and you know they're going to get whacked in the head. This is what this movie's doing. It's classic slapstick comedy. You know, it's just doing the layup, and we know it's coming. (laughs) And eventually... uh, what is it Vlad ED, playing EDM music? God, that's such a 90s thing. <laughs> EDM music, prog obviously a, a relic from the 70s. Um, but yeah, it's kind of playing those tropes. Uh, William ends up like just getting into the going around to the apartment and he opens the door. And Vlad has this, uh, it's actually quite impressive. He set up his own workout bench, but he's he's like done a proper um. Just skip rats, you know. I mean, he's grabbed stuff all over the place and he's like got buckets of cement attached to chains and uh, he's pumping away. And yeah, who else did I not mention? Um, the homeless guy that's that's swag, right? Um, William's also doing like watching this like YouTube series and he's getting inspiration from this bass player, you know. And it's all the cheesy cliches you can imagine, you know. Hey, I'm so cool. I'm, um, you know, that was an amazing riff, and do this and do that, and blah blah blah. You know, you no know YouTubers are like freaking up their own arse. You know, never take them seriously. That's all I'm saying. Just you know, don't don't listen to them. They're full of shit. But he's watching us every day, and it's like those old motivation tapes from the nineties. I think that's what the I think that's what it is. This is like a parody of the 90s, but it's done in modern times. It's a strange period piece, but it's not. <laughs> I don't know how to it's like a 2020s version of steampunk. Because it's all the tropes from the 90s brought into modern society, and we're seeing it. And I think that's what it is. I'm I'm laughing as well because. We're seeing modern phones and tablets and jobs and all that kind of stuff in life. But we're also seeing the, it's through the 90s lens. And we're kind of getting that. And if you are if you grew up, you know, I grew up in the 80s. And obviously uh, early, mid-adult life in the 90s. So, you know, I was well aware of what the 90s were like. If you've been through the 90s, you'll recognise all this kind of stuff. And it's just so subtly done. You know why some of these things, like the, the 80s vibe when they do um, Stranger Things and all, and they're hitting you over the head the 80s thing where this is just nicely subtly lured that you know it's not quite modern times if that makes sense but if you don't know what the 90s were like you're not going to get it (laughs) and it's a little nod and a wink and I like that, that's good storytelling, that's one thing I'll say about this, it's amazing storytelling like it's a simple comedy it's not trying to be pretentious or anything, but the storytelling aspect of this is bloody brilliant. Uh so we finally get this scene, this whole battle, cause uh Vlad's like, well, if you hadn't have uh run away from me like a little bitch and came to me man to man, we could have uh, you know, sorted this out sort of thing. Ah, uh, classic thing. Then it happens, we get into the fight, Vlad gets killed, accident, you know, through a pipe, whatever you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but madness. Let's just say it's not a straightforward. It's an over-the-top kill. But then what we're getting as well is every time William needs to do something, he goes to the his phone and pulls up this series of YouTube, and then you're starting to say, "Is this his mental stability breaking down?" Because then you've got swig come back and go, "So you've just murdered somebody. Now you want to get rid of the body. You know, it is one of those." Um, Episode, you know, as if it's a normal episode. So you're getting this kind of breakdown of William's psychosis, and then you're starting to question because everything after this. I don't want to go into all the plot because I don't want to. You have to watch this movie. You have this experience for the first time. You don't. You don't want to be forewarned. Like I said, the but you know Vlad gets killed because that's in the trailer, and that's the whole premise of the story. Uh what happens afterwards is just hilarious it's just a wild ride and that's just one example of Sweg, the bass player on the phone you know appearing uh almost like the guardian angel jimmy cricket type and that's that's played throughout this and then it just ramps up and ramps up obviously william and emily have problems and she gets sick of them because finally she's like this hobby of yours he said, No, it's you know, you're you're always your head somewhere else, you, it's always somebody else's fault why you can't get it finished, blah blah blah. It's always somebody else's fault, their circumstances why you can't do the thing. And she's tired of his shit, basically. So that comes to play. And then we just see all these characters. Um the two police officers in us are brilliant. <laughs> they appear a couple of times. Just you know, comedy act, and then we just see William's mental, like faculties break down as the thing just escalates and gets more and more ridiculous. I don't know what I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't know what else to do um, and talk about this because it, it's one of the you know, I mean you, you see the premise, you see that it's escalating up, then the scene, you know. Vlad's death happens, which is the whole linchpin of this movie. So that's not a spoiler. But it go. you know, afterwards it just goes and goes and goes. What I will say, uh, it all builds up to him, you know, having his epiphany. And does it come at the right time? Does it come too late? Does is there a happy ending? Is there not? You know, I'll leave that for you to think about. But one thing I have to say, the, the practical effects in this. It's a modern movie and it uses practical effects. I don't think there's even like if for CGI in this, it's done so subtly that it's not hitting you around the face. Like obviously there's a bit of CGI. There's CGI and everything, it's just part and parcel or special effects, camera effects. But this is a practical effects movie. And oh my god, it looks so much better for it. And it's done well. And I think as well because it's a ridiculous comedy, like you're not meant to be frightened of it, it works. Uh, there's uh, yeah, I can't I can't tell you too much work because I'll bloody spoil it. (laughs) Uh you know, I've had a good time and I don't want to spoil the movie for you. If I was if I hated it, I would just hate it so you didn't have to watch it. But I think you should check us one out. Genuinely, um, it just gets more and more ridiculous. We find out who William is as a person and yeah everything kind of comes to a head and then it gets resolved we'll pull it out and it's actually not a bad resolution i like the Emily's character in this uh she's she plays this sort of she's a straight man in this you know the comedy straight man she's the oh you're never never doing anything but she has her moment towards the end and it's brilliant because Everyone's putting in, you know, even her, they're putting on William about his character flaws. But she's got character flaws too, and she brings her character flaw into this. And it works, you know, it, uh, just a particular scene, and it just goes on, you know, the scene goes on enough so you understand Emily's character flaw about a particular thing, and it works so well. And then we just have ridiculousness, and... Go ahead, Alex Winter. Um this is your redemption, Arc mate. After that third Bill and Ted movie, which was god-awful, uh, this is definitely your redemption, and you own this. And if you do nothing else in your life, this movie is bloody brilliant and fair play to you. I'll say that. Uh the rest of the characters as well, that we're in the apartment all their stories and how they came into it. Uh, yeah. you just got this whole ensemble, you know, of just weird characters with their quirks and why they're all living in the, the apartment block and how they sort of, you know, come together. It's one of them weird little community sort of things that can only happen in film because uh, if it was real life, everyone would be like at each other's throats and not speaking to each other. But uh, yeah, great loved it there you go that's my review because i can't i can't spoil it i, I really want you to check this one out it is worth it it's actually worth uh just taking a month of shutter if you don't have it just to check it out it's it's a laugh what will i liken it to that's the thing when shutter gets things right glorious um sorry about the demon not so much they've made a maze but but you know but it's it's that sort of it's that sort of vibe of independent indie movies you know comedy style it's a long old sort of vein. and when shutter does those they do them really well it's when they try to do the dramatic stuff that most of the times they fail, or they try to do the artsy fartsy stuff is when they fail, or they just they make it there's a lot of boring stuff on shutter that will just make you go why but when the do movies I like guess, then it's worthwhile. And then he does uh yeah, this is the year to do. It could be cracking ease out, left, right, especially if there's nothing in the mainstream cinema. Movies I like guess is gonna keep us going because uh because of all the strikes last year, they're they're gonna be six months out. I don't have a preference. If it's a comedy movie, be funny and don't be pretentious, because that's a that's a mistake a lot of comedy makes. Is it's, um a lot of it can be pretentious and snobby, and it doesn't it's all funny, or they're trying to use comedy to tell a message, and then they fail miserably because you know they're not funny people. And the twenty five percent horror would be, you know, that's the sort of gross factor. Or about like um, uh, Drag Me to Hell, that's that's about 75% comedy, if you think about it. But the 25% horror in that really, really uh, unsettles people. Um, I think 75%, I think it would need to be 80, 80 20, or 85, 15 if it's proper horror. Because if it's proper horror I meant to unsettle you, the comedy in it's only used for moments of levity, not tee hee giggles. It's just meant to be that breath of relief. If that makes sense. Um the first house movie, yeah, Um, Chris, you reviewed that with me when we, we had the panel, folks. Um there's a movie that's actually a horror movie. You know, it's meant to be unsettling, disturbing. There's actually a serious story behind it, and the comedy moments in it are just meant to be little bits of levity to bring you back down and we've talked about that where you can't keep everybody up here all the time in a movie because then you get over stimulated, you zone out and then you have, it's no effect on it. So it's a sort of balancing act of uh, breaking people up. It's when you get the jump, like in a slasher movie when you get the jump scare and it's a cat or it's uh, what do you call it? it's stupid, like a, a doll falls out in look and it's stupid looking, it's ridiculous. That's the comedy moment that you go, ha, ha ha you're not doing it because it's like super funny, you're doing it because it's just breaking the tension, and that's the storyteller bringing you back down to get you ready for the next bit, because you can't do that. Uh <laughs> I think that was just circumstances. But yeah, um I think about the the older lady who's playing uh, Ghanoush. She was getting staples to the head. (laughs) She still acted, carried on acting. (laughs) But but yeah, um, she got ramey What can I say? But um, Ramey does that really well. He gets the the 75% comedy but when he hits the horror, that's, you know, it really crunches. But this movie isn't—it's not scary, you know. It's not a fright. It's a comedy horror. It's proper comedy. What the the horror elements do is it just makes you go, and also shows the ridiculousness of the situation that uh, Williams in. But there you go. I will leave it there because I'm going to end up rambling and uh, spoiling this. Just leads me to say had a great time watching a lot of fun this is one you can stick on again this is definitely one you can stick on again and enjoy you know uh the second time in fact you might miss it there's probably a few bits you miss the first time watching then get it again so uh yeah do check it out if you do uh obviously let us know what you think leave comments all that good stuff uh let me know if you enjoyed it as well or if you didn't more importantly why because the worst type of message you can leave on this is well, it sucks or it's good. What sort of conversation starters at that? It's just, you know, if you if you love something, tell us why. And if you don't like something, tell us why. Then we can go, all oh, right, well, that's, I can obviously see where you're coming from there. Maybe try this. And there might be another movie that might be a bit more of your taste. Because that's why people have conversations. And believe it or not, you can do it online too. It is possible. But there you go. That's the end of me I'll a, a rambling. I'll get off my rambling. I'll get off my soapbox. And uh, just leave me to say, keep up the other channel, do the type of things, and don't saying keep it creepy, keep it horrific.